Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live podcast. Another international break in the offing, but still a lot to talk about from uh, from last week. So on the uh, discussion today, we'll be talking about a putrid Penenka penalty that provides pain for Parker. Trey saying that five times fast. Kane into the top 10 goal scorers after a uh, baggy scare. The multitude of changes at the Premier League Summit and some changes also to the FPL Addicts League with a former guest reigning supreme. Not the former guest I'm on about though, because he's not top of the league, but he is here though. It is Elliot Craig, my right-hand man in the commentary box. How are we, mate? I'm doing well, thank you, mate. I'm back rocking the uh, the retro kit today because I think, you know, you said two weeks ago that it was the the new kit was going to give me bad luck and not superstitious, but I've changed back now to hopefully get a little bit better form flowing. But yeah, I'm doing well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, awesome, mate. Awesome. Yeah, you have gone back with the retro kit, which is nice. I mean, it's it's a classic one, isn't it? Really, if we're if we're being real, the uh, the Newcastle Brown Ale sponsor is uh, synonymous with uh, with Newcastle, so it's a blinding kit, and uh, hopefully it brings you some more luck, even though it is an international break. So just quickly to run through the results, a boring nil-all draw to start the uh, Premier League weekend. And of course, Burnley were involved. Where's the surprise there? Nil-nil at the Amex. Not really much to talk about there. The next game, though, involved your beloved Newcastle, Elliot. Um, obviously, 2-0 loss to Southampton. Stuart Armstrong and Che Adams putting them to the top of the Premier League for the first time in their history. To start Saturday, we had Everton 1, Manchester United 3, Bruno Fernandes at the double. And also a first Manchester United goal for Uruguayan Edinson Cavani. Bernard also got a goal for Everton, but it didn't really count for much in the end. A couple of 4-1s in the Premier League on the Saturday, though. We had uh, Crystal Palace and Leeds. An absolute VAR shock with Patrick Bamford, but he got on the score sheet anyway. Ebreche Eze, former over Scott Dan and Adam... Uh, Adam? Andre um, Jordan, are you, rather? Finally got there in an own goal from Helder Costa, propelling Palace to a 4-1 win. Another 4-1 win was Chelsea over Sheffield United. David McGoldrick getting a goal for the Blades before Werner, Abraham, Chilwell and Thiago Silva got the Stamford Bridge side off to a win. A late penalty howler from Adam Ola-Luckman prevented Fulham from taking a point away from London Stadium. Thomas Suchek with the winner with an assist for side Ben Rama and also obviously the penalty save for Fabianski on to Sunday. A late Harry Kane header, a brilliant header as well, I must say, um, powered Spurs to a 1-0 win over West Brom. They nearly snagged a point there, the Baggies, but couldn't do so. If we move to the Midlands now, another penalty. Jamie Vardy, the beneficiary this time after a handball from Max Kilman. He got the goal there. Leicester, the 1-0 win. Another three points continues there. Barnstorming starts the season. The big fixture of the weekend, Manchester City and Liverpool, the last two champions of the Premier League and were honours even. 1-1, Gabriel Jesus and Mo Salah on the score sheet there. And obviously another missed penalty. Uh, this time from Kevin De Bruyne. He's usually a uh, surefire from 12 yards, but he couldn't do the job. And the final game of the, ma- of the match week, Ollie Watkins scored twice. Unbelievable. And an own goal from Bukayo Saka. Shot win for Aston Villa. They're flying. Assist from Grealish, Target and Barkley propelled the Midlands side to a shock away win at the Emirates. Who'd have thought that? Thank you, Ollie. Uh, once again, Game Week 8 treated us fans to a variety of brilliant matches, but these are my top three FPL talking points of the week. My first is Bruno Fernandes. He had a tough fixture away at Everton, who'd taken a dip in form, but nonetheless, Bruno managed 17 points, two goals, none of which were penalties, an assist and three bonus points. Shocking. My second is Ollie Watkins, who was another player tasked with a tough away fixture at Arsenal. However, the Englishman managed to help his side to a 3-0 victory, scoring two and collecting 
three bonus points along with it. This gave Watkins a total score of 13 points in game week eight. My third and final is Eberiche Eze, a youngster who was yet to score in the Premier League before game week eight. However, the midfielder managed a brilliant goal from a free kick and assist. And again, three bonus points, earning him 13 points in game week eight. That was my top three FPL talking points of the week. Tell you what, a couple of ex-championship balls in there as well. Obviously, Eze last season at QPR. And we had Ollie Watkins at, uh, at Brentford. So, yeah, a couple of really good players that were making their name in the Premier League. So, great to see. So, now to introduce our perennial guest on the FPL Addicts and Esports Live podcast. We do have the man behind the FPL Addicts social pages. Go and follow me on there if you haven't already. Who's uh, made a little bit of a habit of underperforming recently. He's finds himself outside the top 20, which was unfathomable to say just a few weeks ago. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ollie. Like, like you, uh, you raised a good point about the top 20. I was, uh, you know, hoping to get back in there this week. I'm sitting in 21st, so... I think not captaining Kane's probably cost me there because, you know, that extra six points probably puts me up an extra five or six places. But, you know, we got a, uh, like I said last week, a strong standard in, in our league, 150 players. So, you know, to get even in that sort of top 50, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, we're coming up to this Christmas period and I've used my wild card. So, you know, I'm ready to uh, to kick on and hopefully my wild card. Uh, you know, comes into comes into play with some big points. I did get more points uh, by using the wild card this week, so I'm I'm happy for now. Um, but yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm hoping to get back in that top twenty when the uh, international breaks over for sure. Yeah, that's a good goal to have, and someone who's been uh, been uh, been out of the top twenty before it was cool, really, but still had a pretty decent week. <laughs> you smashed it, didn't you, Jack? Uh, listen, I had a great week. I think I was in the top twenty when we first opened the league up when I registered. I think that was when I was last in the top 20 before the game weeks kicked in. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm back in the top 100, boys. So I had a great week, um, 86 points on my end. So it was one of the top scorers in the league. Uh, all the boys stepped up and performed. Um, so yeah, all, all happy this end. Uh, but just a shame it's an international break. Can I add, Jack, as well? Uh, I did hear that you got some last minute guru tips as well. Well, I was going to go on to that later, but um, I did reach out for some proper advice this week and went to, um, you know, instead of listening to Ollie, I went to uh, to the guru. Uh, you know, I learned my lesson the first time. Went to the guru, and if you had Jorginho, obviously with the penalties being changed over and Werner now penalty uh, taker for Chelsea, I had to get Jorginho out and uh, I threw some um, questions at the guru, a few ideas about my transfers, a couple of Wolves players maybe, and then he threw out uh, Suchek as the option from West Ham. <laughs> So I put him in about 10 minutes before the deadline. And lo and behold, he scores. Um, and uh, yeah, he bagged us nine points, I think it was. So um, yeah, happy days. Cheers to the guru. That's all right. Now, Suchek was a good pick. Winning goal last minute. So happy days, mate. A couple of laps around the uh, living room celebrating. <laughs> So in terms of the mini league then, we only had one chip played inside the top 20. We had a bench boost, although we did have an interesting triple captain just outside one of our best mates, on well, me and Elliot. Triple captain Kurt Zuma. And no, I'm not joking. He did triple captain Kurt Zuma and blanked. Wow. So he wasn't best pleased with that. But that, that had to be mentioned. I think he's inside the top 30, but that had to be mentioned as well. So uh, very interesting one. <laughs> 
Um, it's an, uh, an, an interesting off. obsession with Kurt Zuma that he has, but you know, it's, it's those ones that are always the weird triple captains that you see for the highest scorer of the week. So you never know, like you don't laugh at them beforehand because if he goes and scores twice or whatever, then you know. But yeah, but bit of an interesting one, as they say. Yeah, it's worth noting as well that he, he's a Liverpool fan. He's not a Chelsea fan or anything like that. He just has a mental obsession with Kurt Zuma. It's crazy, but obviously that one didn't pay off for him this week. In terms of us, though, Elliot, we'll start with you. Did any decisions you make pay off? Um, in short, no, they didn't really, um, because I've decided I was going to take Jimenez out and decided I was going to get Hammers out for Son this week and get Wilson and Son in, sorry, and neither of them decided to do anything. But I did nonetheless have a good week, 79 points, clean sheets from everyone in my defence other than Trent, which uh, he's going to probably be one of the ones out the door. More on that later, though. Bruno Fernandes with 17. I was thrilled with that. Kane is the captain. Salah with the penalties. Zaha with the assist. Gave me 79 points in my game week, which I was absolutely thrilled with. Love to see it. Decent score. Decent score, and there's someone else who scored 79 as well, which we'll move on to in a bit. Before that, though, Matt, obviously the guru, has slipped a little bit of late. How did this week go for you, though? Yeah, considering I didn't have Fernandez, I was actually quite happy with the 64 because it was above the average. Um, I did pick Rashford over, obviously I wildcarded, and I picked Rashford over Fernandez, but Rashford was unlucky. Like He, he, uh, he was unlucky not to grab a couple of goals. Uh, there was a one that, you know, potentially could have come off his uh, his hair, which uh, you know they didn't give. He got got fine an assist. Margins. Yeah, <laughs> fine margins. And I think I'm looking at it now, thinking with Rashford, I kind of built my wild card based on the next five to six game weeks. And if Rashford outscores Fernandez in the next game, or even over the next two to three games, then I'll be happy. Uh, got a good return from. Um, uh, Kufal for West Ham. He's 4.5 million. He got eight points. So I was pretty happy. Patrick Van Aanholt with, uh, he got five points, but I don't know if you saw the Palace game. He could have had a double in the second half. He was inches away from a couple of goals. Um, so he looks like he's going to be brilliant in the coming weeks. Uh, got the assist from Zaha. It looks like he's going to be good in the coming coming weeks. Che Adams got a goal against uh, Elliot's uh, beloved Newcastle. Um, or should I say woeful Newcastle um, <laughs> yeah either one um, so I was pretty happy like, as, a, as a wild card I think I've got a nice squad now with good fixtures that I was let down by uh, by the uh, Arsenal player which I don't normally you know similar to Ollie with the, the Burnley I don't like to put the rival players in but I kind of got stuck on Bellerin but again I'm liking his next sort of three or four even though I'm not really liking Arsenal's performances but well, I, I'm liking them, but I'm not liking them for fantasy. Um, but yeah, overall, um, happy enough. And I think uh, I've got a good squad coming into the next sort of three or four game weeks. Um, so yeah, considering I didn't have Fernandez, I, I can't complain too much. And not captaining Kane in there as well. Yeah, you do fancy Son. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, just not, it's just not your flavour this year, is he, Kane? He hasn't yeah. he's been in and out and picks for you. Kane's my, uh, he's my go-to guy in fantasy. And he's let me down with his injuries the last couple of years. And I think, similar to Statman Dave, actually, I, I remember Statman Dave mentioning he had Son as captain. And I looked at Son's away record and I thought, I've got to do something different because this year in fantasy, everyone's just doing the same things. And I thought, I've got to get some leeway. Everyone was going Kane. And Son nearly scored. He, he, he you know, he had the chance in the first half and 
you know, it just wasn't to be. But um, yeah, I've learnt my lesson now. I think try trust <laughs> Harry Kane again and uh, um, you know go from there. But um, overall steady score this week, and I'm excited to see what these uh, this wild card can do in the next sort of four or five game weeks. You've told us a little bit about Jack's really really good week. Please elaborate. What works for you, mate? I think uh, everything worked for me apart from my uh, central defender there. How do you pronounce his name? Strujic? Is it Strujic or Strauch? Strauch, I think. Yeah, I he, think it's you'll know him you, you know him a bit more in the championship, don't you? So you'll be more familiar with him. He was um, a new signing <laughs> this season. So not quite. Well, you have to ask uh, Sebastian last week's guest about how to pronounce it, though, to be fair. <laughs> um, but listen, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the team. Um, I was obviously so disappointed with the week before. Not a lot of them turned up uh, to perform, but the points this week are similar to what uh, Elliot was uh, uh, alluding to earlier with Fernandez 17, Salah with a pen, Zaha with the assist. Obviously, my last-minute change from Jorginho to, to Suchek uh, paid off, which was great. Um, and just that say he's uh, from Wolves, not getting a game anymore. Like Obviously, um, he's out, so I need to maybe look at transfer, transferring him um, out during the international break. Chilwell, Justin doing well. And uh, Captain Kane, trusting Kane always. Um, so, yeah, happy with that. Um, and, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm climbing back up, hopefully. Um, just the uh, momentum of the international break just interrupts it again. So I need to get out of these. Uh, I'm back in the, in the 90s after a week in the hundreds. Don't want to be there with uh, Statman Dave, but I want to be, be in the mix. So hopefully I'm on my way. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we know that this is your game. Obviously, we've just put in the chat there that we've got a huge week for the draft guru. So we'll move on to that later. That's more, you're more at home there. Um, but moving on to more me, home, yeah. I, I was, um, I actually had a really good week again, um, well above the average, uh, 32 above the average, 87 and uh, 52,000 in the uh, in the game week ranks. So I'll, I'll take that. Obviously, the Southampton uh, allegiance that we've had have worked really well there. Walker Peters and McCarthy both getting clean sheets. Terry Lamptey. And Justin, I think everyone had contributed for me with a goal or assist before Kilman or before the Sunday, I think. So on the Saturday, everyone had contributed. Obviously, Fernandez, massive haul there. So I'll take that. Salah with a goal. Vernon with a goal. Kane capped as he worked out. So another really good week. And I've moved up to third in the uh, in the mini league we've got and inside the top 100k for the world. So absolutely buzzing with how I'm going at the minute. I'm uh, level on points with Elliot, so I'm got to try and get one up on him and try and score more than him just to just to be able to say I'm the best on the podcast for at least one week that would be nice but I'm doing really well and it's uh, it's great to see bit of a fall from grace there mate you're chasing me these days now how's that going for you well I mean you know we've always got we've always got that rivalry obviously a couple of years ago I'd absolutely really done well and I'd stormed the mini leagues and you were left trailing in my week and obviously you won the one last year and I think the year before that as well so I, I need to get my own back I need to get a couple of wins you know get more points than you and then that's a little win for me anyway so so a little bit more to do but level on points so the best two uh, people on the podcast just affirming the dominance there <laughs> someone else is, agree on. young boys taking mean, over <laughs> definitely definitely One person who did have a really good week, though, uh, was uh, Vimal Chilakuri with uh, Solemn Loris. 90 points he had, so just more than me and uh, me and Joe. I think we're equal third. Joe Cadella, who's top of the league, the, uh, the hairdresser himself. He had an 89, but the 90 <laughs> was good enough for top spot. So uh, fair play to him. He uh, wins himself $10 credit 
for any esports live tournament on PS4 or Xbox where you can play for prizes. They've just opened up now with FIFA 21, Pez tw uh, 21, and also a bit of Rocket League. And I think, Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, a bit of NBA 2K as well. Bit of NBA on there as well from esports. So hopefully we can, um, you know, players who are winning these uh, Manager of the Week awards can get involved and, uh, and represent the fantasy uh, in the esports competitions that we're hosting. Definitely. Get, get yourself on it, of course. Um, obviously, there is a bit of a cost to, uh, to enter, but if you think you can hack it, then uh, get yourself involved. There are some good prizes for the winners of those competitions. So, uh, But uh, well done to Vimal for getting the most points this week. I wonder if he's been taking any advice from, uh, from Matt's guru section, which is uh, obviously coming up. Obviously, he's got a bit of uh, international things to discuss with some fixtures to come up as well and uh, how to approach the Tottenham asset. So take it away. Thanks, Ollie. Look, we uh, like you mentioned, we do have an international uh, game week. Um, so no, uh, no Premier League fixtures for us, unfortunately. But, um, you know, let's... Uh, Let's hope that there's uh, there's no more injuries. We unfortunately saw a uh, big injury for Joe Gomez, so um, you know hopefully there's no injuries to any of our uh, you know FPL assets. But um, yeah, this week I'm going to talk about some uh, some fixture changes and some fixture swings that are coming up. Uh, in particular, my team Spurs. So you know Harry Kane and Son, uh, two of the most popular uh, players in the uh, in the fantasy league game this year. Son's the most owned. Uh, player in the whole game, um, most owned midfielder, and Kane's in the top uh, five most owned players as well. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, uh, a tricky one for uh, for us. We've got some very tough games coming up. We've got Manchester City at home, uh, Chelsea away, Crystal Palace away, uh, and Arsenal at home, Liverpool away, uh, all in our next five games. Um so we've got a lot of those uh, top four, five, six sort of sides in there. Uh, and there's been a lot of discussion on the uh, Twitter, Instagram pages over the land and all of the uh, fantasy football community in the last week about what are we going to do with our Spurs assets. So, you know, me personally, I've got both. I've got Son and Kane. My plan at the moment is keep, uh, keep Harry Kane. Uh, he's on penalties. So you're going to have that strength of penalties, especially with VAR. And he seems to be scoring in a system for fun. He's very fixture-proof. So for me, personally, I'm going to keep Harry Kane. Uh, in terms of Son, I'm still on the fence. He's had a couple of bad game weeks, but he's quite explosive. Manchester City next at home. Um, and he's got a very good record against them. So I'm a little bit on the fence as to whether to dispose of Son right now. I might wait and see it out. Um, but I wanted to... Uh, ask the question to the panel. Um, you know, what, what are you guys going to do? Um, I personally would suggest to keep at least one of the two um, and don't get rid of both. Spurs are going to have to score goals in those games and they're going to have to come from someone. Um, so the question goes out to you boys. Are you going to be keeping Son, keeping Kane or selling one or the other? And uh, if you're keeping them, why? And if you're not, who are you going to replace them with? For me, keeping Kane on the fence with Son, potentially looking at replacing Son with a... Uh, a Man City asset, and we'll talk about why later. But um, I'll hand it back to you guys. What is your uh, your plan with this tough set of fixtures that we've, uh, you know, I've just mentioned for for Spurs? So, what's your plan for Kane and Son? Because I know they're in uh, all of your teams. So, 
Well, I think you've, you've actually read my mind there, Matt, because I plan on keeping the big man, Harry Kane, and then letting go of Son and trying to get in your man. We call him your man, Raheem Sterling from Man City. So you've just mentioned the City assets. I want Jack Grealish and I want Raheem Sterling in my midfield. So that'll be trying to get both of them in. So he'll make way for Sterling probably, and then I'll take someone else out for him. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be selling Son on, but keeping Kane definitely. Yeah. And it's an interesting one, uh, saying you want to keep Kane over Son, because I'd probably say... About three or four game weeks ago, everyone had a preference over Son. But I think now uh, Kane got that winning goal on the weekend and he did get a, a penalty the week before. So a lot of people are edging towards Kane out of the two. So, um, you know, I do agree. I think uh, you've already got Fernandez, um, So Sterling isn't a bad shout. Ollie, what's your uh, what's your plans? Um, I'm currently wildcarding this week. So I've got a lot of time okay. to make a decision. But at the minute, I'm very reluctantly selling Son. And keeping hold of Harry Kane. So exactly the same as Elliot, but obviously I've got time to make my decision at the minute. I've uh, transferred him out and I'm switching formation. So I've gone at the minute with 3-4-3 and basically split Son to Grealish and Zaha with a few other transfers around there as well. Um, I think people that are saying sell both Kane and Son are ludicrous. I think Kane's, I know Kane, we know how good Kane is, fixture-proof. I don't really want to get rid of Son either because I think they work in tandem, hand in hand. So I, I might might have to bring Son back in. I think I'm holding Kane definitely. And then I'll have to wait to see what I do on Son. But at the minute, transferring Son out, keeping Kane. And I think you're right with Son. I think the thing about Son, if you sell him now, is his value was 9 million. Now it's 9.6. And you'll actually get 9.3 million back if you transfer him out now so you'll keep some profit a lot of people are counting on son's value to go down if he doesn't score through this difficult period problem is if he does score and continue to perform this difficult period his price is only going to go up so it will make it harder to bring him in when the spurs fixtures do get better i think it's around potentially game week 15 or 16 time when they play fulham so you know it's another six or seven games and i do think we'll get to a point where we're going to have to bring him back in if we decide to take him out but um now I like your uh, I like you thinking there Ollie. who was you saying you were looking at uh, swapping him for so uh, just quickly on Tottenham's fixture their next green is that Fulham game game week 16 uh, but at the minute a round of the transfers as well I've split Son to Grealish and Zaha so I've brought in a four-man midfield um, so basically most of the, uh, the Son money I've gone down to Grealish and then with other transfers around that as well I brought in Zaha because I think they're the form players at the minute so I think if you are to transfer out Son, you go to one of those two. Obviously, Grealish would sort the Emirates, how damaging he was. And Zaha's on really good form as well. Palace and Villa have both got some really good fixtures. So I'd, I'd suggest going one or two, if not both, if you can, if you're wildcarding. Um, but I like the balance of my team, but I don't really want to get rid of Son. So I'll have to see how that goes. That sounds good. And, and Jack, obviously, you're known to uh, tinker around and lose a few points. So... <laughs> What's the uh, what's the plan there? No, Kane and Son have played a big part in helping your team move up the league. So, what's your plans? Yeah, they've played a big part in the recovery, like you said. And like Kane's been in and out. He was in week one. He went out for a couple of weeks. And I managed to get him back in again after the wild card was played. I don't want. I, I will not be getting rid of Kane. I think that's. A, I definitely know that. And I was thinking for Son, um, either bringing Grealish back in because he's got such a good run of games. Um, or potentially uh, Hammers for a couple of weeks because I know he's got three good fixtures um, coming up. So Rodriguez potentially one in there. But like I said, it's um, it's going to be tough because I, I don't really want to 
move the team around. But looking ahead at the fixtures, um, there's maybe maybe a potential move for a couple of weeks in there. And hopefully Son doesn't perform so we can get him straight back in again. Because I think um, having him for the season, yeah, definitely need him in. But yeah, so that's probably where I'm at, if I'm honest. That sounds good. And I think um, Grealish seems to be a very popular choice. Um, you know, they've got a lot of green in their fixtures, Aston Villa. So he does seem to be a popular choice at the moment. Um, but before we get to Villa, I um, wanted to mention Man City. Um, you know, they do have my team Spurs next. But after that, they've got a, a pretty good run. You've got the likes of Burnley at home, who you know, Burnley are, are pretty woeful this season. Um, and then they've got Fulham at home. And I believe they've got, a, you know, a nice run of green for quite a while. So City have looked quite stale this season. Um, but everyone's kind of counting them on turning it around, turning it around in those games. So um, for me, I think I'm still quite wary and I might keep an eye on City. Um, there's always the risk of pet roulette where there's one or two that definitely start, but then he plays a bit of roulette with the rest of his team and rotates them. So, um, you know, again, I just want to ask, you know, the panel again, me personally, I'm liking the look of De Bruyne over Sterling. I know I've been a big Sterling fan this season, but I feel that De Bruyne being on penalties and free kicks is a big chance for him to uh, start getting some big points again, although he did miss a penalty on the weekend. But I think he's got a big opportunity to uh, to do well. But again, I want to ask the uh, the panel, and I'll start with Ollie. Um, once the City fixtures get better, do you think you'll look at one of them? And who will it be? Will it be Jesus for a Kane or will it be a De Bruyne or a Sterling for um for Son? Well, I'm just on the screen at the minute. I've got a comparison with um with on FPL Tools, which is a Chrome extension you can get. Highly recommend it. Um, just a comparison between Son and De Bruyne. You can just see the side by side fixtures there. A lot of green for uh, Manchester mm. City, where the turbulent fixtures do come in for Tottenham. I think that's one thing where uh, De Bruyne. You know, if you look at his his ownership, fifteen point fifteen point eight percent ownership there in the. Uh, in the blue there. So, um, you know, a bit of a differential in, uh, in De Bruyne's terms anyway. So I think he, he could be one I want to look at bringing in. Um, he won't be the option I'll be going with in the immediate future, but especially later on, you see the fixtures down there. You see game week 13 down. You see West Brom, Southampton and Newcastle, especially in those three. And you've got Burnley and Fulham who are woeful before that. So he's definitely one I consider, but I don't think he'll be the option I'll be going down. Now, that's an interesting one. And I, I was going to say, uh, you know, Bruno Fernandes, you know, it's going to be uh, another one that I think a lot of people could bring in for Son talking outside of Man City, but I believe he's already in uh, in a lot of your teams. Um, I think he's going to be another interesting one to look at as a Son replacement. But um, Elliot, what are you thinking with the uh, with the Manchester City players? Well, I think I said before, I like the look of Sterling. I also like the look of De Bruyne. I like the look of him before he missed the penalty, but usually he's quite reliable from the spot. But just looking at their defence as well, they've got Cancelo, who's looking like he's playing very, very attacking up that left-hand side. And then Carl Walker on the other side, who aren't cheap defenders as such. And, you know, defenders that are going to get your clean sheets are quite hard to come by this season. But, you know, if they're going to get attacking returns, like Carl Walker scored last game and he was getting up that right-hand side a lot. So I'm looking at Cancelo and Walker as well. So I'm going to try I get two in I think I would like two assets because I do think they'll start to pick up the pace but I'm leaning more towards Sterling at the minute but I'm really I'm not too sure if even if Aguero you know if he comes back fit I know Jesus is back now he's always a good option because they feed him goals for fun don't they but we'll just have to see I think that's a very good shout especially with uh, Aguero you know he's yet to fire this season he's uh he's very known in fantasy league to just burst with the odd hat trick here and there um, and you make a good point with Cancelo Cancelo is I, I just worry about rotation with Pep and people like Mendy coming back and 
Yeah, I can never trust Pep. I always feel there's only one or two players that get a, uh, a guaranteed look in. But um, Jack, obviously you're a Man United fan. You don't really like to talk too much about City. But what are your thoughts uh, with this good run that they have? Do you think they're going to uh, fire on all cylinders? Or do you think they'll continue with this kind of up and down patchy type of performances? What do you think? I think if I still had De Bruyne in my team, which I did initially, um, obviously I'd be, uh, you know, going, yes, come on, come on City and with De Bruyne. But as a Man United fan, obviously, I just don't want to see City do well. So I'm not really, um, you know, too infused about making a decision, if I'm honest. With Fernandez, you know, doing well against Everton over the weekend. And I'm all about Fernandez now again. Uh, you know, no longer Penaldez. He's all about Fernandez. He's back. Um, so... I think, but if I had to decide if it was um, a De Bruyne and Sterling debate, I'd be I'd be going De Bruyne just p- purely based on his consistency over the years. Um, City have obviously just been stumbling through and not performing very well, have they? Which is it's a shame for the league, really. You know, and players like that because you want to see them do well, obviously because they are world class. Um, I think De Bruyne for me, if you were to choose, boys. Now look, that's a that's a good shout, and um, you know, I think I'm kind of with you there. I'm. I'm I'd probably like to see a good game week by City before I kind of just hit that transfer button on them. Um, so, uh, look, we'll see how we go. Um, but look, Ollie, if you want to just go to uh, some of the uh, the FDR, the fixture difficulty uh, rating. So, um, you know, we'll have a little discussion now about some of the other teams and their good fixtures. Um, and also, just on a side note, uh, you know, we've just been told in the in the chat that Statman Dave's actually made a. Uh, a big call on his team. He's actually not liking the look of Salah. Uh, he's taking him hit him out of his team. Obviously, he's the uh, most expensive uh, player in the game this season, I believe. And uh, you know, it's a very, very big call by uh, Statman Dave. So it'll be interesting to see if he looks at the uh, the Man City assets for these fixtures in return. Um, but here we go. Here's the fixtures. Um, so if we go to Aston Villa, um, look at that next six. There's four green. Uh, there's a couple of really good home games in there as well. Brighton, Newcastle. Especially that, that, easy one, that easy one against Newcastle, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Burnley. Uh, we've got a West Brom away. It's a bit of a derby. It's a bit of a Midland derby, though. But um, can we trust Aston, trust Aston Villa, though? That's that's the thing. I know they just beat, uh, beat Arsenal, but they did have a couple of defeats before. So, you know, do we think we can really trust Aston Villa on this run? Um, I know they got Jack Grealish on fire, but you know, what do you think? Me, personally, I think Grealish is too good to say no to at the moment. I'm a bit uh, gutted I didn't get him in on my wild card and I, I went with four nails from West Ham. But um, what are your thoughts, uh, Ollie, on uh, on Aston Villa over the next six? Do you think they've got what it takes to continue this form? Look, I think attacking-wise, yes, for sure. Um, you look at the players like like Grealish and McGinn and potentially Watkins as left field shouts. Um, defensively, I'm not sure. I think at the minute I've looked at, at Matt Target as a defensive option, but obviously with their defensive frailties of the past, you know, you never quite know. Obviously, they were hair's breath away from uh, going down. Um, you know, there were a whisk away. It was a you know a masterclass from Grealish that uh, that kept them up, of course. But um, I think defensively, you're going to have to keep waiting. I think you could jump on them. I think if you do go with the defender, it's uh, it's Matt Target or Boss, really. I, I guess you could go with Mings, but he's a bit more expensive. So I'd advise going with the full-back in target if you do go with a uh, Villa defender. But I think definitely going forward, you can trust him with people like Grealish. You can't turn him down at the minute. And uh, the former Brentford man, Watkins, is in a bit of form as well. So I'd also look at him. I agree, especially with Watkins. I think his price now, it's gone up to about 6 or 6.1 this week. 
Um, and I think we did actually mention him a few weeks ago on the pod when he was about 5.9. So um, he's an absolute bargain. He's in both of my draft teams, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, if we uh, look more at these fixtures, if you scroll up again to uh, Crystal Palace, um, you know, they absolutely hammered Leeds on the weekend and they got a nice bit of green there. I wasn't so sure on Palace, I, I, even though I did put two of their players in my wild card. Um, but then after that performance, I'm you know, quite excited now to have Van Aanholt and Zaha in there. So really liking that next three. Um, Elliot, uh, I believe you've got Zaha, but is there anyone else that you uh, you like the look of from Palace? That's an interesting one. That I've, I've Last season, I had a bit of a love relationship with Guaita, the goalkeeper. I had him in for uh, quite a bit of time during the mid-season and he did really, really well for me. I think that was only one game week that I had him in that he didn't give me a positive return. But I don't think I'll be going with him this season. I think you've got to keep it cheap with your goalkeeper. And I know he's only around five, but even that I think is a bit too much when there's not many clean sheets. But I think, as you said, Patrick Van Aanholt, good option. Michi Bashwai, he's getting some sort of points at the minute. He's not too much. If he can start starting consistently instead of Jordan Ayew, maybe up top, he might be a good differential shout. But no, I think, you know, even Ize this week, he had a big point score, sort of played out on that left-hand side. He did quite well, caused Leeds a lot of trouble. So maybe, you know, just got, as you said, I know there's only three weeks left before they sort of start getting tougher fixtures, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really jump the gun and sort of just stick with Zaha and your Van Arnholt if you really want to. It's a good point about uh, Ize as well. Got a double and they've got those next uh, three fixtures. We'll probably talk more about him next week as a differential. And Batshuayi as well. We've got a couple of goals for Belgium this morning. I actually drafted him into my uh, draft team on the weekend. and he, In one of my draft teams, he didn't actually play, but I did notice that he'd uh, made a few assists before. So that's an interesting one. Another couple of teams of good fixtures. We've got Man United have a, a bit of green there. But um, another one I do actually want to talk about, their form's dip lately is Everton. But they do have three good games there with Fulham, uh, Leeds and Burnley. So, uh, Jack, you did mention earlier um, you're liking the look of Hammers. Do you think uh, we might have to uh, see a return of Hammers in our teams? I think so. I mean, those three green games um, obviously stand out. And those fixtures, you think, can Hammers perform in them? You know, against a, a Fulham who concede a lot of goals. Leeds have conceded a lot of goals. Burnley aren't as looking as good as what they've looked previous years. So I'd like to think, uh, you know, your Calvert-Lewins and your Hammers are going to step up and perform. Um, do I think they'll be consistent as a long-term investment in terms of Hammers? Obviously, he's, he's been looking good, hasn't he? But with Chelsea and Leicester mm. following them ones and Arsenal as well, it might be a bit, of a, a bit of a gamble if you are looking at changing up your team and bringing them ones in. But I think as a short-term hit, I, I like Hammers. I th- um, obviously, I've already got um, Calvert-Lewin in there. So yeah, uh, for me, Hammers will be a good replacement for Son. Or if you've you know if you've got any other midfielders around that same price, they can change around. I agree. I'm liking the look of Hammers for those fixtures as long as he's fit and ready to play because he yeah. has looked a little bit off the pace. He was someone I'm thinking about bringing in uh, next week. Another one from Everton as well. When you look at those fixtures, is Richarlison. I've had him before. Did get me goals and then obviously got me the red card. But you know the Everton fans do talk about. Um, they do play better when Richarlison plays and he is on penalties. So I'll definitely be looking at Richarlison again. Um, and he could be a bit of, of a worry for the uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin owners because if Richarlison gets uh, back up front and gets on penalties, um, you could start seeing him uh, score a few more points. Um, the last one, actually, looking at those fixtures as well uh, that Ollie's bring up, I do want to talk a little about Liverpool. They've obviously got their injury problems. But if you look after this week's game... Um, God, there's a there's some nice green in there, isn't there? They've got Fulham coming up as well, uh, Brighton, uh, West Brom's in there as well. So 
Um, I think even, even the wolves like, at home fixture there. Even the wolves. Yeah, at with, home. with wolves it's form, still a fixture like, form. Yeah. I think those uh, those uh, those that want to dispose of Salah it could be a good option in sort of the for this next game week. But again, he, it could be worth even if you want to downgrade to Diogo Jota. Um, look at Mane for something different. But I think those Liverpool fixtures are, are slowly going under the radar. But again. Who knows how they're going to do after these uh, after these injury problems? So, um, yeah, but there we go. That's the uh, that's the uh, fixture roundup and uh, you know the uh, fixture difficulty for the next sort of six game weeks. All right, and now on to the guest section. And usually it would be Ollie who is introducing it, but our guest today is our very own Ollie Walker Peel, who's managed to fluke his way onto the guest section for the week. So welcome to the podcast, mate. It's a pleasure to have you. We've we've heard you speak a lot uh, recently in past weeks, but how have you gone in previous years in FPL? How does it compare to this year? Yeah, thanks, Ellie. I think I introduced you the same way, so I'm I'm not surprised that you've gone with that with that choice of words there. Uh, but this is definitely my best start to an F- FPL season ever. Potentially last season, I started fairly well. Um, I think I was in the top 20k first week, but I couldn't sustain it. This year, I'm I'm hoping to sustain it. But you know, it's been a couple of mediocre years, probably you know mid-table mediocrity, much like Blackburn, obviously the team I support. But um, you know. This is definitely my best start. I've just got to contain it, uh, keep going now, sustain it rather. Hey, Ollie, it's uh, the Guru here, who obviously you know uh, very well from uh, fantasy this season. Um, question Do you have any uh, favourite all time FPL asset that's helped you a lot through your uh, through F- FPL years? Um, and I'm just going to assume that it's not a Blackburn player because I can't remember when they were last in the Premier League. <laughs> you're a, you're a, uh, you had to do that, didn't you? It was 11-12, <laughs> just for your little history lesson, which uh, Tottenham don't have much, but there you go. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, favourite FPL set is actually a Tottenham player. Uh, it's Harry Kane for me. I think my best FPL weeks and my best FPL experiences have, have come around Kane. And, and I think my best FPL score came when he scored a hat-trick against Burnley, which made it even sweeter. But I think oh, Harry yeah. Kane is the player I always go with. But um, yeah, he's my probably my favourite asset of all time. Wonderful stuff, Ollie. I like Harry Kane's a great shout. And um, I'm going to obviously go back to what the guru was saying, obviously, about Blackburn. Now, if you were to choose three Blackburn players of all time to put in your fantasy team, who who would who would who would it be it? As far back as you can remember, like 2010, it's probably as far as you can go back, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, since I mean, obviously, if you're going all time, you're looking at your Shearers, obviously, their 30 goal seasons. But since FPL opened, I think um, Yakubu had a good season for us, had like 20 odd goals in the season we went down. He was incredible. You think guys like, if you know, slightly further back, you think Roque Santa Cruz had that good heart, yeah, you know, had sure, a good, yeah. long, good season for us. And obviously, probably one of my favorite Rovers players of all time, uh, Morton Gabs Pedersen, as well, was an absolute wizard. 100%. Uh, Brilliant player he was. Brilliant player. If if you if you're gonna miss him, I'll be I'll go. You're not a Blackburn fan. What a left foot he had on him. No, he was incredible. I do miss him. Uh, we were linked with him, bringing him back actually not too long ago, but obviously nothing happened there. But no, I I do I do miss him. Yeah, good good stuff there, mate. And um, as much as I'm sure we'll hear what you're gonna say in upcoming weeks, what are your hopes for the rest of the season, both for your FPL team and for Blackburn yourself? Um, for my FPL team, I'm just hoping to keep going on the good form that I'm on. It's, it's you know, I'm getting a bit lucky. As you said, I've fluked it. You're probably right. But uh, hopefully I can stay in and around that top 100, potentially win the league. That's very, very um, ambitious, like, but 
I don't know if I can actually do that, but I'm, I'm not here just to make up the numbers. I'm here to actually go on and win it. And in, in terms of Rovers, this is the best squad that we've had since, we, since we've been outside the Premier League. Um, obviously, people like Adam Armstrong, who people might not be aware, with, uh, aware of, you maybe should be, because I think if it's not with Rovers, he'll be at a Premier League club next season. 11 goals in the league and one in the League Cup as well, already to start his season. So I think he's, um, he's the, well, I mean, he is the top scorer in the Championship and I think he's like third or fourth outside the Premier League in the English footballing system. So he'll be one that will be good. He'll be crucial to any promotion hopes that we have we've had a lot of injuries so if we can get them all in the park I think we're a chance for top six and hopefully a dark horse for automatic but hopefully we're back in the Prem sooner rather than later because that would be amazing uh, Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today Ollie. it was a pleasure to hear you speak I'm sure we'll hear a lot more words coming out of your mouth uh, forever for the rest of the year mate so thank you very much and keep, keep the good form up Alright thanks mate Thank, thank God that's over, that guest experience. I'm back to things I do better, which is actually hosting it. But uh, obviously, thanks for having me on the guest section. On to the draft now, though. This is uh, Jack's section, but it's not this week because he's lost to Matt. <laughs> oh, he's been I unseated. I can't believe it. Been, he's um, been unseated. I was doing so well, boys. I was uh, I was giving it big ends every single week. And, you know, a, a, a freakish week from Matt, Matt Day, the guru. He isn't, you know, he's, he's back, isn't he? He's back. He's the guru again. He's beat me. Yeah, look, Jack, I was worried this week. I saw your team. I just thought I'm not going to beat that. But, um, yeah, if you click into it, Ollie, there's just a couple of uh, last-minute moves I made, which I think, um, yeah, knocked, knocked Jack off the uh, his winning streak. Um, I bring in Mazuwaka and Kufar from West Ham. So they were last-minute moves. Uh, both got clean sheets thanks to uh, Lookman's brilliant penalty in the uh, dying seconds of the West Ham Fulham game. Um, bringing Theo Walcott, I just thought there's no at Danny Ings, and I thought he's going to play a bit further up, and he got a nice assist and a clean sheet. Uh, Walker Peters come off my bench, clean sheet and bonus. So don't know how he got the bonus, but I'll take that. Che Adams with the goal and. Uh, Matt Doherty, I took him out of my uh, classic team and then he ends up returning 12 points. Uh, another clean sheet with Lloris as well. So, um, now nah, really happy. The only thing I was let down was I picked Wilson over Ollie Watkins just based on the fixture. And if I'd picked Ollie Watkins over Wilson, I'd actually be top of the draft league um, because he would have given me an extra, I think, 11 points over Wilson, a sort of 10, 11 points. And that would have actually put me top. So, a bit disappointed, but I can't complain too much with, with that. I think... Every single player other than Hammers has hit. And uh, Thiago Silva even got me a, a late goal. And I was, I was actually quite lucky there with Trossard because I brang him in uh, the last minute and he, he didn't play. And uh, Walker Peters transferred on. So, um, but yeah, I think I've, I've managed to win convincingly. So I'm pretty happy. But I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect to perform as well as I did. So I'm um, very happy. It's back. Yeah, it's I not the Europa be. League anymore. <laughs> but now, for now. This could, that, uh, this could be a trophy that this could be a trophy that someone associated with Tottenham could actually win. So you, <laughs> yeah. you best uh, do your club proud. Um, <laughs> in, ter- in terms of in terms of the family battle, I guess my dad, I've absolutely got really lucky because I, oh, I kept saying to him, "Oh, you, you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me," and I've somehow managed to fluke it. It was the uh, the Arsenal defensive uh, disaster class that got me over the line because as they conceded more than two, Bellerin went down, Gabriel went down, and it's got me the result. Um, he started really well. People like uh, Tammy Abraham, you see there, Nick Pope, 
Um, he did have Fabianski on his bench, obviously, to save the penalty. If he had him on, he would have won the game. But um, he obviously didn't. And I got a bit lucky with that there. One point win. You always love them when you're on the right side of them. But point win. And I had, my goalkeeper actually helped me out a lot. Ru Patricio with the 10 points. That was obviously great to see. I did leave Tarek Lamptey on my bench, though, which I thought was going to cost me initially the, uh, the clean sheet. For some reason, I had Gomez on my... Uh, Starting for me on my on my pitch, obviously Man City. So I think in retrospect, I probably should have started Lamptey. You look at the guys, even like Mateus Click was a player that I've said from the beginning of the season, I, I wanted to have a look at bringing in. He got some in for me, four points there. And people like Calvert-Lewin, he's been amazing all season. Just need to get rid of Danny Ings. So whoever's coming in that striker spot, or, or whoever that is, whether it's whether it is a striker, if it's someone else, I need to think about that. But a nice one-point win, which uh, keeps me at uh, five wins and one loss. If we go to the other results, James Gasden got absolutely hammered by Statman Dave with a palindromic score there. But a big win for Dave, that is. And he's coming into a bit of form now. I'm doing okay in draft. I'm struggling a little bit in the classic. But um, yeah, I had a couple of big scorers. I had Bruno and I had uh, Ziak on the field this week. So Ziak I've had on the bench for a few weeks and bought him on the field this week and he performed for me. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I had goals from you know, good, decent scores from like um, Vardy and Werner and, and that as well. So, did all right. I've got to say, Statman Dave, I was speaking to James before and he's uh, now calling the uh, the draft the Europa League as well and he seems to have uh, <laughs> lost interest is his words. But um, I think it's genuinely you have absolutely hammered him there and uh, yeah, you're uh, you're back in the game. Yep, I'm climbing up. So, hopefully I can uh, move ahead of... Uh, the MacLads, I think, this week. And uh, the final result of the week was the result of the weekend. It doesn't matter. Matt doesn't matter. You know, you know, he's decent at FPL. We've been giving Rolando sticks so much, and he finally gets a oh, win. No. He finally does it. You'd love a fixture against Alan. I wouldn't even draft. He's absolutely putrid. Oh, my word. He's, he's so bad that Rolando's got to win against him. I wouldn't, didn't think I'd have to say that. Gabriel Jesus was the man who... Uh, Got him over the line. Oh my god, he's even got even a minus one. Scoring. Yeah, held Costa own goal. Look at his bench. But... Look at his bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, Elliot, you are—you've had a shocker, mate. I—I uh, I saw that Jesus was starting for City, and um, I looked at my team, and I have Firmino, and I was like, just, "Firmino just got to outscore him, and it'll be all right." Because up until that point. I was actually, I was leading against him and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a cheap, it's like a, a scrappy 1-0 win. But Gabriel Jesus obviously had to ruin my game week for that, which was brilliant. I think, you know, you're calling it the Europa League. I'm going to start calling it Checker Chain uh, Trophy or the Papa John's Trophy, whatever you call it these days. <laughs> yeah, probably. It. <laughs> Could not care less about draft at the minute. There's slim pickings to get in and my team is not doing it for me. But you know, as I say, there's, a, there's always next week so we can, uh, we can hope for, for better. Obviously, if we take a look at what that does to the table, Jack maintained his advantage on the top of the league. Although that has narrowed to nine points after Matt's efforts. I'm in third, and there's a bit of a gap open up between third and fourth, so it might be a three-horse race already. Uh, my old man's just behind me in fourth on nine points. Uh, David on six, that and Dave, a couple of wins in a row, and he is now loving life. James Gazzard in fourth, and Rolando has moved off the foot of the table. That position now uh, assumed by Elliot. So he's been doing amazing in classic, in draft. Nothing's working for him. And maybe Rolando might avoid the uh, the bottom spot, which would have been unfathomable to say just last week. But amazing stuff for Rolando. I'm sure he's loving life with his auto-pick team. Unreal. 
So Ellie, I guess that's a good place to end it for you then. So obviously uh, with the uh, the draft weight, it's a bad place to end it for you, but probably the right one. That Papa John shout, by the way, credit to that. We just need to give that credit on there. That was a real shout. Um, but mate, obviously a good week in Classic, four in draft though. Happy with the way this week's gone? It seems to be the story of my season, that, isn't it, for most of the game weeks? Decent in Classic, rubbish in draft. I mean, I, I prioritise the Classic over draft, so I'm happy with that. So yeah, I'll take it, mate. Definitely move on to next week. Obviously, uh, we are done now for another week of FPL. And uh, obviously, we do have any international breaks. and no fixtures to look back on. But hopefully, you'll be with us next week where we will over, uh, look over some of the international fixtures and preview another week of Premier League football. For now, though, that's us. Take care. See you next week.